Welcome back to an episode of the Football Front Season 1, Episode 33. Today we're going over Week 15 scores and making my predictions for Week 16. Hope you all enjoyed this Christmas Day episode. And it's going to be a long one, so be ready and let's get right into it. So to start off today's episode, we are going to be going over all the games from week 15. Um, first game was Thursday Night Football, Chiefs versus Chargers. <clears throat> Charger, Chargers lost that 28-34. to um, Looking at the box score, the Chiefs, uh, I think the Chargers had a chance to win that game. That's what I thought going into it. I mean, it seems like they played pretty good. I mean, it went to overtime. So either the Chiefs played bad or the Chargers played good. And I'm thinking the Chargers played good and the Chiefs played only okay. Starting off this guy, though, Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs had 31 completions, 47 attempts, 410 yards, 3 touchdowns, only 1 interception. On the rushing game, they really couldn't get much going. Patrick Mahomes led them with three carries, 32 yards. And right behind them was Clyde Edwards-Alaire with nine carries, 32 yards as well. Uh, for the receiving game, Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 191 yards, and two touchdowns. Harry Kill, 12 receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Now it's really a two-man receiving game for them. For the Chargers, Keenan Allen had six receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Williams, three receptions, 49 yards. Uh, going up to the Los Angeles rushing game, they had uh, Justin Jackson with 13 carries, 86 yards, and Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. For LA's passing game, 22 with 38, 236 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. That's Justin Herbert right there. And for the defense for both teams, starting off with Kansas City. Uh, 14 tackles for Nick Bolton, 10 for Trevarius Ward, Ben for ten or nine for Nick Ben Neiman. Why do I keep calling him Nick Neiman? Oh my gosh! Yeah, so nine total tackles for Ben Neiman. Anthony Hitchens had eight tackles. Mike Hughes had five. They did not have a sack all game, but Anthony Hitchens did have an interception. For L.A., Los Angeles Chargers, they only had one sack, and that sack went to Joey Bosa, who had five tackles. Chris Harris Jr. also had five tackles, and then Tavon Campbell with six, Trey Marshall with seven tackles, and Kaiser White with nine. Uchenna Nuosu had their only interception, and Uchenna Nuosu also had uh, one tackle. So that's that game. I really think that was, you know, a good game. Worth definitely worth watching. But anyway, moving to the Saturday game. Don't really happen all that often, so mention it. Uh Saturday game, Colts versus Patriots. Colts come out with that one advancing to eight and six. They won it twenty seven to seventeen. Looking at the stats. For New England, Mac Jones, six hundred ninety nine yards, touchdowns, two interceptions. Carson Wentz, 5 for 12, 57 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. So, as you can clearly see there, they were not passing the ball much at all. You know, only 12 attempts 
you, you know, that's a not a lot, not a lot at all. So, anyway, moving on to the Russian game. For New England, Ramondre Stevenson had 10 carries, 36 yards leading them. For Indianapolis, uh, Jonathan Taylor led them with 29 carries, 170 yards, and a touchdown. So that's where all their production came from. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. That's all their production right there. Um, now moving on to the receiving game, Hunter Henry for the Patriots had six receptions, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. And Nikhil Harry had two receptions, 52 yards. And uh, in the Indianapolis had Zach Pasco with one reception, 23 yards, and T.Y. Hilton with one reception, 19 yards. And that Naheem Hines had a receiving touchdown from eight yards out. On to the defense for New England. Adrian Phillips had seven total tackles, and uh, Devin McCourty and Kyle Van Noy each had six. And then Devin McCourty had one interception for the Patriots. Um, for Indianapolis, uh, Darius Leonard had 10 tackles and an interception. Uh, Kari Willis had nine tackles. Isaiah Rogers had six tackles. Kenny Moore had six tackles. And Bobby Okariki had an interception. So that's that game. That was the Saturday evening game. I mean, there was a lot of good weekend, actually. Um, but anyway... Um, Panthers-Bills next game. Uh, Bills win that one, 31 to 14. Going over the box score. I mean, that's a game that the Bills should win. They, they, they obviously did any reason that Panthers just aren't a good enough team this year to do much. And then the Bills are a good enough team to do something, and they should win that game. Um, anyway, for the stats, Cam Newton had. 18 of 38 passing, 156 yards to touchdown and interception. Uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen had 19 of 34, 210 yards, three touchdowns and interception passing. In the rushing game, Cam Newton, 15 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. And Chuba Hubbard had eight carries, 40 yards. For Buffalo, Devin Singletary, 22 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. Solid there. Josh Allen scrambled for 24 yards on three attempts. Um, in the receiving game, for Carolina, Amir Abdullah led them. Four receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore right behind them. Six receptions, 48 yards. Robbie Anderson also chipped in with three receptions for 29 yards. On Buffalo's end of thing, Gabriel Davis had five receptions, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. Dawson Knox, four receptions, 38 yards. And then Stephon Dix, four receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Moving on to the defense, Jeremy Chin and Jermaine Carter each had seven tackles. And then Daquan Jones, C.J. Henderson, Viter Gross, Matos, and Revivin Roy each had five. Jeremy Chin also had an interception for them. Um, for Buffalo, Dane Jackson and Tremaine Edmonds had seven total tackles. And then Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier each had six. And then for, with five tackles, Tyler Matejkovic, you know, that actually a bunch of people with four and three tackles and two tackles, Tums with one. Uh, AJ Klein also had an interception as well as tackle. So that's that game. Again, you'd expect Buffalo to win over a mediocre Panthers team. Um, 
Moving on, we've got Cardinals versus Lions. The Cardinals could have clinched in this game, but they didn't. Of course, they didn't. They couldn't pull it out. the The Lions, uh, won thirty to twelve. Now, obviously, I banged the Cardinals team, but still, the Cardinals not be against the Lions. They shouldn't lose to them. Like, they, that's just you can't have you being you can't be blown out by 18 to the team that is at that time was 111 and 1 their only win was against the vikings and their only tie was against the steelers that was not a good showing for arizona i must say for arizona kyler murray had 23 or 41 passing 257 yards a touchdown and an interception jared goff solid with 21 to 26, 216 yards and three touchdowns looking, you know, pretty good actually. I must admit. In the rushing game, Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals had six carries, 53 yards. James Conner behind him with eight carries, 39 yards. Uh for Detroit's rushing game, Craig Reynolds led them with 26 carries, 112 yards. For the receiving game, Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals had nine receptions, 94 yards, and touchdown. Zach Ertz had six receptions, 74 yards, and A.J. Green had four receptions, 64 yards. Uh, for Detroit, Amon Ross St. Brown had eight receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds had six receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Overall, some solid receiving from Detroit. There's one thing I must say about this game. Yes, the Cardinals played bad but Detroit played pretty good for Detroit like like people will say oh Arizona stunk that's the only reason they won and that's true but I think if Detroit played horrible and Arizona played horrible then that's a win for Arizona still but Detroit played good for Detroit and Arizona played absolutely horrible and I think that's the reason Detroit won not just uh injuries or any of that for the Cardinals. Moving on to defense, Jalen Thompson for the Cardinals, 10 tackles. Marcus Golden had eight tackles and a sack. Isaiah Simmons and Chandler Jones each had six tackles. Chandler Jones also had a sack. Uh, Detroit, Charles Harris had 12 total tackles, one and a half sacks. AJ Parker with six tackles. Um, the only interception in the game was for Amani Oluwari who had a 50-yard return on it, which set up a Lions touchdown. So overall, a game that normally almost won that, I'm like, I don't think I need to go over that. I don't think it's good because the Cardinals actually played bad in Detroit. Blew them out. Up next, we've got Jets versus Dolphins. The Dolphins win that 31-24, to again, as you would expect. Now, Dolphins on a six-game win streak, I believe. I think that's what it is. So, you know, you'd expect them to keep up their hot streak in uh, New York against a 3-11 and team, and they did, like you'd expect it. Um, now, uh, for the stats, New York's passing was from Zach Wilson, who had 13 of 23, 170 yards. And on the other end, Tua Tagovailoa had 16 completions. Completions on 27 attempts, 196 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Two quarterbacks that are young and haven't really proven themselves yet. Both really 
didn't play good, but neither of them played bad, I don't think. You know, you might say, oh, Zach Wilson stank that game, but you can kind of give him a little bit of leeway with that because he's got a horrible offensive line. It's his rookie year. He's not used to that NFL. Now, I'm not going to keep making excuses for him into next season, but I think you can at least, you know, justify this season. Um, anyway, moving on to the New York rushing game, Tevin Coleman, eight carries, 50 yards for them. And on Miami's side, Duke Johnson had 22 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, moving on to the receiving game, Jamison Crowder for New York had five receptions, 40 yards. Ryan Griffin, two receptions, 39 yards. Tyler Croft, two receptions, 35 yards. For Miami, Devontae Parker had four receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Ford had three receptions, 51 yards. Mike Gesicki with five receptions, 43 yards. On to the defense. C.J. Mosley had 14 tackles. Quincy Williams had 11. A. Ashton Davis had 8. And then Elijah Riley had 6 tackles. Uh, the interceptions go to Ashton Davis and Brandon e. Eccles, who had his return for a touchdown. Um, on to the uh, Miami defense. Jerome Baker had 7 tackles, 2 sacks. Christian Wilkins had seven tackles. Brandon Jones had six tackles in a sack. Alandon Roberts had six tackles. And Andrew Van Ginkle had five tackles in a sack. So that's that game. Again, you'd expect that kind of game from a team like the Dolphins against a team like the Jets. So I'm not necessarily about that game in any way or shape. But, you know, it, it was a game you had to go over because... It was a seven-point game, believe it or not. So, moving on to the Cowboys-Giants. Cowboys win that 21-6. to Really don't think I have to go over this one. As much as I kind of, like, it's the Giants, I kind of want to go over it. But I don't want to bore you with the details of a blowout, which, again, you'd expect. Next up, a good game, actually, was Titans-Steelers. Steelers win that. 19 to 13 and advanced to 7 6 and 1. Titans stay at 9 and 5. So, um, you know, Joe Hayden came back from injury, so that really someone played good. Uh, TJ Watt broke the single season sack record for the Steelers, and it is possible that he can break it for the single season NFL record. We will see about that. That's going to be something that might be fun to follow. But anyway, moving on to the stats, we've got Ben Roethlisberger, 16 of 25, 148 yards. And Ryan Tannehill, 23 of 32, 153 yards in an interception for Tennessee. In the rushing game for Tennessee, Dante Foreman had 22 carries, 108 yards. And Dontrell Hilliard had 9 carries, 49 yards. Um, in Pittsburgh rushing game, um, Najee Harris had 12 carries, 18 yards, not much there. Deontay Johnson had one carry for 10 yards. Ben Roethlisberger had uh, three carries for a touchdown. Moving on to the receiving game for Tennessee, Nick Westbrook Akeen had four receptions, 32 yards. And Chester Rogers had four receptions, 30 yards. Not much in the receiving game there. Um, for the Steelers, not much receiving either. Deontay Johnson, five receptions, 38 yards. Pat Fryer, four receptions, 37 yards. James Washington, three receptions, 36 yards.
So not much of an offensive game in any way there. Um, three of the Steelers' main players did all force a fumble this game. That was T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick had 14 tackles. Terrell Edmonds had 10 tackles. Joe Schobert had 7. Cam Hayward had 6. And then T.J. Watt had 5 tackles and 1.5 and sacks to set the record. Joe Schobert also had an interception. Um, on Tennessee's defense, uh, six total tackles for Zach Cunningham leading them, and then behind him, Rashawn Evans with five tackles. So that was a close game, right down to the wire, came down to a that went under review on a fourth down in the sport. Um, and then they just were able to need out. That was a good game. Now here's a game that I sadly have to go over. It's... Two teams, Texans, Jaguars. That the te- you could say the Texans blew them out, but the problem is, is the it, two bad teams. So it's not really a blowout. Blow. So we'll go over that game. Probably gonna go through a bit faster. Davis Mills for Houston had nineteen for thirty, two hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He hasn't actually been that bad this year. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence on the other side, twenty two thirty eight, two hundred and ten yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. For Houston's rushing game, uh, Rex Burkett had 16 carries, 41 yards. For Jacksonville, James Robinson, 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Up for Houston, in the receiving game, Brandon Cook, 7 receptions, 102 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Philip Dorsett, 2 receptions, 43 yards. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy for uh, Jacksonville had 4 receptions, 60 yards. And Laquan Treadwell had... Uh, Six receptions, 57 yards. So that's that offensive performance. And then for the defense, Tavier Thomas and Garrett Wallow each had 11 tackles. Garrett Wallow also had a sack. Neville Hewitt had uh, 10 tackles. Eric Murray, Jonathan Owens each had eight. And then Chris Smith had five tackles and a sack. On Jacksonville's side... Andrew Wingard had uh, nine total tackles. Miles Jack had six. Shaq Griffin had five. And Roy Robertson-Harris had five. Um, Tyson Campbell had an interception as well as four tackles. So that's that game. Again, that was a 30-16 to 16 win for the Texans. Uh, moving on to the next game. Uh, we've got Bengals-Broncos. Bengals came out in this one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did get injured in this game. Bengals moved to eight and six with their fifteen to ten win. And the Broncos dropped down. For the passing game in Cincinnati, they had fifteen to twenty-two, one hundred and fifty-seven yards and a touchdown. That was Joe Burrow. And then for Denver, twelve of twenty-two, ninety-eight yards for. Teddy Bridgewater, and then 6 of 12 for a touchdown and 88 yards for Drew Locke, who came in once Teddy Bridgewater got injured. Um, Cincy's running game, Joe Mixon, 17 carries, 58 yards. For Denver, Javante Williams had 15 carries, 72 yards. Melvin Gordon had 15 carries, 53 yards. For the receiving game, Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati had 5 receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And on Denver's side, Albert 
Okwigbanam, I think, had five receptions, 58 yards, and Noah Fant had five receptions, 57 yards. Defensively, for Cincinnati, Jermaine Pratt had 15 tackles and half a sack. Von Bell had six tackles, and Joey Bechey had six tackles. For Denver's defense, they had Baron Browning with 10 tackles, Jonas Griffith with nine tackles, and Jonathan Cooper with six tackles and half a sack. No interceptions in this game, which is a bit of a rarity, I will say. Um, I normally expect at least one interception thrown a game. Uh, you know, just considering how you know, quarterbacks can be a bit inconsistent. Anyway, on to the next game. 49ers-Falcons. 49ers won that game 31-13. to um, Stats here are um, for the 49ers quarterback. Mika Rocco had 8 of 23, 235 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then for Matt Ryan in Atlanta, 19-32 for 32, uh, 236 yards, and a touchdown. For Atlanta's rushing game, um, Mike Davis had six carries, 21 yards. Not much there. Matt Ryan, five carries, 20 yards. For San Francisco, Jeff Wilson Jr., 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, six carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown as well. Um, In the receiving game, for Atlanta, Russell Gage had eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts had four receptions, 77 yards. For San Francisco, George Kittle, six receptions, 93 yards. Debo Samuel, four receptions, 60 yards. Moving on to the defense for San Francisco. Fred Warner had nine tackles. Eric Armstead had five. Um, for Atlanta, Foyesade Aluakun had 10 tackles. And Deion Jones had seven. And Deron Harmon and Grady Jarrett each had six. Again, another game with no interception thrown, which kind of shocks me, considering the inconsistency of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I expect an interception every game. Well, I expect Jimmy Garoppolo maybe not to go one every game, but definitely get a few in there. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got Packers-Ravens. Packers come out 31-30 to over the Ravens. The Ravens were without... Lamar Jackson in this game. That's probably the big reason why Green Bay won. Now, the one that I must say. You should be winning by more than one point against a very bad, right now, Baltimore Ravens team. Nothing against Baltimore. They're a good team. But what I'm saying is they're really bad right now because there's no Lamar Jackson. They don't have any running backs you know, that are consistent. So, and then their receiving has just never been great. So, you know, they're not a good team right now. They don't have any standout players, really. But, you know, at least you won. But I think they should have won by a lot more than just, what, one touch, well, not one touchdown, one point. That's a, that's a short, you know, you know, short lead. lead that's a small lead. To win by very close anyway moving on to the passing game stats for green bay aaron Rodgers had 23 31 268 yards and three touchdowns solid game for him tyler huntley 28 40 215 yards and two touchdowns in the rushing game aaron jones had 13 carries 58 yards 
A.J. Dillon, 7 carries, 22 yards, and a touchdown for Green Bay. Uh, for Baltimore, Tyler Huntley led them with 13 carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. Solid from him. He's a, he's a quarterback that can run. He's not horrible. I'll give him that. He can run, you know, not as good as Lamar, but he can definitely run. Um, For the receiving game, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had five receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Devontae Adams had six receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Um, For Baltimore, Mark Andrews led them with 10 receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. Marquise Brown with 10 receptions, 43 yards. On to the defensive side of the game. Uh, starting off with Green Bay, Devondre Campbell had a sack and 10 tackles. Rasul Douglas had 9 tackles. Adrian Amos had 8. Eric Stokes had 7 tackles. And Darnell Savage had 6. Um, again, another game with interceptions on both sides. And then Baltimore had Patrick Queen with 13 tackles, Josh Bynes with 8 tackles and a sack, Geno Stone with 7 tackles, and Kevon Seymour with 6 tackles. Um, that's all for that game. And moving on to the next game. We've got Saints-Buccaneers. Saints win on Sunday night against the Buccaneers, 9-0. I don't know what... But the Saints have always had not just a good, but a good enough scheme to stop the Buccaneers. We only consistently stop them. And we've now seen it without Drew Brees. They don't even need the offensive output. They just need the defense to hold Tampa Bay to a shutout. I mean, we just saw that. Um, Taysom Hill had 13 uh, completions for 27 yards and 154 yards. Nothing special there to lead their offense. You know, in the rushing game, Taysom Hill led them with 11 carries, 33 yards. Again, that's nothing special on offense. You know, you look at Tom Brady, 26-48, 214 yards in the interception. That's definitely not a good game for him. He, you know, he didn't, that's not what he, you know, ideally wants. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Ronald Jones led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with eight carries, 63 yards. Leonard Fournette had nine carries, 34 yards, and I'm pretty sure he got injured. Um, I also think that Chris Godwin and Mike Evans got injured. I feel like I remember that as well, so they missed some game. Anyone anyway, to their receiving game for Tampa, uh, Chris Godwin, six receptions, 49 yards. Tyler Johnson, four receptions, 41 yards. For New Orleans is receiving Marquez Callaway. Had six receptions, 112 yards for them. He led the way for them. Now, that's something good, but everything else for their team wasn't good on offense. Like, there was no standout player outside of Callaway. On both teams, even, you know? That's, that's, they, you, if you're going to shut down Tampa, you need to shut down all their weapons. It's all about defense against Tampa. As long as you can put in, like, a few points, you're going to be good against Tampa as long as you have a good enough defense. So, anyway, on to the defense. You see uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Demario Davis each with seven tackles. David Onyemata had six tackles and a sack. Um, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson also had an interception for them. On defense for Tampa, Levante David had 11 tackles and a sack. And Jordan White had eight tackles. Devin White with eight as well. And William Golston with six tackles. So that's that game. New Orleans played very good. I will. Say. New Orleans already here about that. Like the 
this team, in my opinion, the best team as of a week and a half ago or so. But, you know, that's probably dated at this point because it's got to be Green Bay now. Green Bay's got to be the best team. You can't have anything else there. Because especially after Green Bay beating Baltimore and uh, Tampa Bay losing to Saints. On to the next game, Raiders win over the Browns. And this is all because of COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. Nick Mullen, 40, 30, 147 yards and a touchdown. But you'd ideally want Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum playing in that game. Um, For Las Vegas, Derek Carr, 25 of 38. 236 yards, touchdown, interception. For the rushing game, Jacobs was solid. Josh Jacobs, 15 carries, 52 yards. And for uh, Cleveland, Nick Chubb led them with 23 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. For the receiving game, for Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones had four receptions, 48 yards, and David Njoku had three receptions, 29 yards. For Las Vegas, Zay Jones led them, six receptions, 67 yards. Foster Monroe also had seven receptions, 65 yards. So now on to the defensive side of things. We've got Jonathan Abram with nine total tackles. And uh, KJ Wright with eight, leading them. Um, on to the Browns defense. MJ Stewart Jr. had 11 tackles. Javante Moffat had uh, 8. Sheldon Day had 6. And so did Sione Takitaki. Uh, Greedy Williams also had an interception for them, as well as 2 tackles. That's that game. I think the real reason why the Browns lost that game, I'm taking the Browns with Case Keenum, and I'm taking the Browns with Baker Mayfield. I'm taking the Raiders with... Uh, Nick with uh, Derek Carr over the Browns with Nick Mullins. I don't know. Like Nick Mullins is a fine quarterback, but he's just not going to be. He's not as consistent. He's not you know a seasoned veteran like Case Keenum. He's just not as talented. I think. Um, to the next game. Uh, Vikings Bears on Monday night. Uh, Vikings win seventeen to nine. Over the Bears, Vikings are definitely a solid enough team. They're seven and seven. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. They'll have, they still have a good shot at it. Um, Kirk Cousins was twelve of twenty-four, eighty-seven yards and two touchdowns and interception. You know, I'm noticing this week a lot of quarterbacks haven't had to do as much passing wise. They there's not as much generally passing, not as many attempts. There was one, I think. I forgot what team it was, but 12. I mentioned it earlier, you might remember, I forgot, but the team that threw 12 times. That's It might have been the Colts. I think it was the Colts, yeah. But then their you know, running game's on. You know, Dalvin Cook had 28 carries, 89 yards. But then they, you know, Kirk Cousins just needed to put up a few passes, 12, 24, 87 yards, two touchdowns. But Dalvin Cook could, you know, drop, you know, almost a 100-yard game. So, you know, that picks up the slack. Or not even slack, just picks up what you don't you know, so you don't need to rely on the passing game as much. And they won the game seventeen to nine, so I'm not arguing with it. Uh so Justin Fields on Chicago's and had twenty six to thirty nine, two hundred and eighty five yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery, eighteen carries, sixty yards. And Justin Fields had seven carries for thirty five yards as well. 
for the receiving game. Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, four receptions, 47 yards and a touchdown. Chicago had Colknett with six receptions, 71 yards, leading the way. And Darnell Mooney behind him with five receptions and 63 yards. And lastly, Demir Bird with five receptions, 62 yards. The defense, uh, DJ Wanham had eight tackles. Harrison Smith had eight as well. DJ Wanham also had three sacks, which is solid. And then Cameron Dantzler with seven tackles. Eric Hendricks with seven as well. And Pat Peterson with six tackles. On to the uh, Chicago's defense. Roquan Smith, ten tackles. Alec Ogletree had eight tackles. Thomas Graham Jr. had seven. Tease Tabor had six tackles. And then Deion Bush had an interception as well as four tackles. So that's the two Monday games. Uh, and on to the two Tuesday games that got rescheduled to cope. The first three games that had to get rescheduled. That was Raiders, Browns. That was Eagles. And that was Rams, Seahawks. Eagles went against the football team to advance to 7-7. They win it 27-17. Uh, Jalen Hurts played really good. Coach said it was probably the best game he's seen. 96 yards, touchdown, and interception. He also had eight carries, 38 yards, and two touchdowns on ground. That was solid from him. Uh, for the Washington passing game, though, they had they were stuck without Kyle Allen due to COVID, without Taylor Heineke due to COVID. So they had to stick with Garrett Gilbert, who had 20 of 31, 194 yards. Solid game from him, but not exactly good enough to win. For the running game, it just wasn't there. Jarrett Patterson with four carries, 20 yards, and uh, Antonio Gibson with 15 carries, 26 yards. They had a total of 63. With The team had a total of 63 all game, and that's just not good enough. You know, and then you look at the Philadelphia rushing game. Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 131 yards. Jordan Howard, 15 carries, 69 yards. You know, so in total, they had 41 carries, which is 20 more than Washington. And they had 238 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. That's just good enough to win a game just with your rushing game. And then even, like, need Jalen Hurts to put on this 40 passes, you know... 30 completed 500 yard game they just needed the consistent running game you know and that's something that washington didn't have the thing that washington did have that was you know solid was their receiving game terry mclaurin had two receptions 51 yards and antonio gibson had six receptions 39 yards but anyway philadelphia had them again seven receptions 135 yards and three receptions 57 yards Dallas Goddard had the 135 yards, and Jalen Rager had the 57 yards. And then Devonta Smith behind him with three receptions, four yards. They had him in basically every statistical category on offense. You know, it, was, they, it wasn't a route for the Eagles. It wasn't an easy win, but they outplayed them. They definitely outplayed them. And then you look defensively just at the team numbers. Yes, Washington had 89 tackles. In three sacks, you know, but you, it's fine if you only have 53 tackles and two sacks, it, as long as your offense is good enough to, you know, pick up their end of the bargain. So they didn't even need that, you know, to have that insane defense. You know, so Washington ended up having 12 tackles, nine uh, with Jeremy, sorry, Jeremy Reeves, 12 tackles. Cole Holcomb, 10 tackles. Jamin Davis, 
had 10 tackles, and then Jonathan Allen and Landon Collins each had seven. Jonathan Allen also had a sack. Alex Singleton, eight tackles, and TJ Edwards had six, leading the way for them. For Washington, Landon Collins had one interception. But, you know, it just, uh, it's just a, you know, very good game from the Eagles. They just outplayed Washington. I think it's a different story if they have the tail. Yes, but you can't blame that loss on, you know, losing Taylor Heineke. So the final game we'll be going over today, that is Rams versus Seahawks. Rams advanced to 10-4, and four, winning 20-10 over the Seattle Seahawks. Basically putting Seattle out of range of the nine. It's still a statistical possibility that they can win, but I don't think they will. Um, so Seattle's passing game, Russell Wilson, 17 of 31, 156 yards and interception. And that's, you know, not bad, but it's not good. Um, for LA's passing, uh, Matthew Stafford, 21 of 29, 244 yards. Two touchdowns, interception, solid, but, you know, it was good enough in this case because they had a better team in general. For Seattle's rushing, it wasn't as good. You know, DJ Dallas had eight carries, 41 yards. Rashad Penny had 11 carries, 39 yards, and that was about it. DJ Dallas also had a rushing touchdown, by the way. But then you look at Los Angeles' rushing. Sonia Michelle, 18 carries, 92 yards. Daryl Henderson, six carries, 23 yards. Just better in general in the rushing game and better in general in the passing game. You know, Cooper Cup had nine receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns, and that's enough to lead a whole team, you know. Uh, ben Skronek, Skowronek, sorry, had four receptions, 42 yards, which is solid enough. But, you know, then you look over to Seattle, Jared Ever Gerald Everett led them with four receptions, 60 yards, and then behind that, DK Metcalf with six receptions, 52 yards. Los Angeles just outplayed them on offense. And they were about even with them on defense. For L.A., Ernest Jones had 11 tackles. And Von Miller had six tackles and a sack. And they also had Taylor Rapp with an interception. That's, you know, solid game. You know, and then you move on. You got Seattle's defense. Yes, Jordan Brooks looks really good. He's got, you know, 11 total tackles. And then you go Brian Neal, eight tackles. Quandre Diggs, seven tackles. Bobby Wagner, six tackles. You know, Quandre Diggs also had an interception. But the only reason, they don't, the Pats are statted because, are, I just misspoke horribly. The stats are padded because uh, Los Angeles had the ball for longer probably. They were, you know, running more plays. They outplayed them. They had more completions. They had more things. So they... They had to be on defense more, so it made it look better for uh, Seattle. So anyway, that's the last game of that week. I'm going to make my predictions for uh, week two in the NFL season. I'll also go over. I'll uh, say uh, Titans going to set the Niners. Niners are now eight and seven. You know they're looking like they might not get um. 26 of 35, 322, one touchdown, two interceptions. Tannehill was solid enough, 22, 29, 209 yards, and a touchdown. He had A.J. Brown back and Julio Jones back, so he had a good enough receiving game. A.J. Brown led them with 145 yards and a touchdown and 11 receptions, basically a one-man receiving game. Tennessee, Jeremy McNichols had uh, 
seven carries, 31 yards, and she, that's about it, actually. So that's the Tennessee offense. I told you about Jimmy Garoppolo, and for the San Francisco rushing game, uh, 14 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown led them. That was Jeff Wilson with those stats. And then Debo Samuel had nine receptions, 159 yards in the receiving game. He is very good. He is a very good receiver. Um, onto the defense, Jaquiski had six tackles as well as Fred Warner. And then no interceptions. Our Sean Evans had seven tackles, Buster Screen had seven tackles, and Kevin Byard had six tackles. And that was it for Tennessee. Monty Hooker also had an interception, and so did Junoris Jenkins. So that's every game that I actually need to go over. Now we get games. On uh, Christmas Day, 4.30, Packers-Browns. I take the Packers in this game. Colts-Cardinals, I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, Lions-Falcons, I'm taking the Falcons. Ravens-Bengals, taking the... Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals here. I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, Rams Vikings. I'm going to take the Rams. By the way, the only reason I'm taking the Bengals is because I know Lamar Jackson isn't going to play. Rams Vikings. I'm taking the Rams. Bills Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. Jags Jets. I'm taking. I'm going to take the Jets. Giants Eagles. Taking the Eagles. Buccaneers Panthers. Taking the Bucks. Uh, Chargers Texans. Taking the Chargers. Bears, Seahawks, take the Seahawks. Steelers, Chiefs, taking the Chiefs. Broncos, Raiders, taking the Broncos. Washington versus the Cowboys, taking the Cowboys. Dolphins versus the Saints, I took the Dolphins. So that's all my predictions and all of the things I'll go over for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. See you.